And that's exactly what I mean when I say I will accept nothing less than a fuck chicken. Okay? Uh, Got it. That's crazy. That's crazy. Right? In the beginning, there was nothing. Yes. And then there were four friends who were tired of the boredom of their everyday life. They jumped into that void. They brought with them their alcoholic beverages and their spicy opinions. And that's how we got to the Digital Bath Podcast. Woo! Here with me, I have to the left, Jesse... Not your regular potato, potato. Ooh, I like that. In mm. front of me, I have Nick. Not your everyday potato, <laughs> Savannah. <laughs> you call me not your everyday potato, I swear to And to my right, I got my boy, Chris, the fuck bearded chicken. potato. <laughs> the bearded potato. The fucked chicken the potato. Fuck chi- yeah. So here we are with part two of what was supposed to be one podcast. So we're going to go right into it. We have review systems. Holy shit. And so, I I mean, we said review systems. Video games, movies, Uh, music. What are we feeling? I mean, I can talk about any of the above. Okay. Start us off. Music ratings. Ooh. I don't even know if you can rate music. That's how I feel. Rolling Stones? Isn't that what Rolling Stones used to be? Rolling Stones? Yeah. Well, there was big controversy over... uh, I think it was Rolling Stones. Or no, maybe it was the Billboard. It's just Rolling Stone. Why do you keep putting that? The Rolling Stones. uh, The Billboard's top 100 rap rap and hip-hop albums had barely any rapper hip hop oh, in the no. top 10 and it was atrocious oh um, no it's it's just what's popular i mean it's, yep. it's just whatever sells um and i yeah i don't know if you can really rate music i think well i mean you can rate music i just you know it when someone's in a certain category you know like if you're taking um j cole and kendrick you know, you can probably say which one you like more. Sure. But to a certain, I guess I don't know how you go into a certain level. You know, if you're taking Kendrick and uh, Riff Raff, it's there's ratings there. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yes. Well, and if you're talking I mean, about talent. if you're talking about the actual, you know, music or you know the quality of the the fidelity of the music sure. and everything. Sure. You can you can put that into scale a little differently. Exactly. Pro- the production of the actual music. Sure. And Guys, maybe lyrical content. We're in a in a world where you can have the Grammy award-winning album of the year recorded in your bedroom with your brother. Are you saying we have a chance? I, no. But, <laughs> oh, we can win podcast of the year? Holy shit. But Billie Eilish just won fucking... Billie Eilish. Whatever. She just won... Isn't it, It's Eilish. Yeah. Oh, Billie okay. Irish. No, you don't even know who she is. Billie it's Joel. like fucking dude. Oh, no, now you know yeah, music. She's okay. the bad guy. God. Billie Joel, go ahead. Billie... Wait. <laughs> Billie Idol. I'm confused. Billie Joel buys out the front row of his shows and then gives them to his fans that are there that have shitty seats. That's pretty cool. Shitty seat. I said that right, man. My head was thinking that I said... Shitty seats. Why not just lower shitty the seats. price of the tickets overall? Because he doesn't want scalpers to sell out to extremely wealthy people. He wants his biggest fans to be in the front row. And that's why Billy Joel would get a 10 out of 10 on our review podcast. Boom. Mm. But Billy Eilish, on the other hand, recorded most of her bad guy or all of her... All of her? <laughs> all of her... <laughs> newest album in her bedroom with her brother now granted they had producers and stuff that went over it mm. and made it mm. what it is today but i mean if we're talking production fidelity and all that shit how did we get to that point yeah i mean got what won four major grammys yeah something like mm-hmm. that so i mean i mean and maybe music was a horrible place to take this but well like- you know what i when it comes to reviews quote unquote um i I honestly watch a lot of reaction videos. Re- yes, and that may be the new age review when it comes to music. Yes, and th- because a lot of times it's the, you know, well, how people react to the music that gets me involved as well. 
there's music out there that I'm not necessarily a fan of if I listen to it by myself, but if I go to a bar or whatever and everybody's singing along and I'm getting into the groove of everybody, I might start liking that song because it gives me a memory. That, you're hanging that, out and you hear mm-hmm. Never made it as a wise man. No. Oh, you're just oh. fucking in. Yeah. Couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. We just got sued. That's <laughs> yeah. We did. Not, yeah. not for what you think, just for being awful. Atrocious. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... Nick, Jesse, me. I know we do reacts. Do you do react videos? Do you do I watch them? Do you watch a lot of react videos? No. Okay, so it, for me, it's especially if there's a moment of a song that I like, like I'm excited to see when yes. that person gets that part mm-hmm. and reacts to it. So it always sucks when like because you can't show the whole video or you have music. To pause it. So like if they cut it at that point, I'm like they cut right over my favorite part. So like, like, I get to see them react. Say you're watching. Say you're watching a react video and they're like disrespect your surrounding. Like you want to see. Like I get how up and start stopping with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. want to see how all these people are gonna act when it happens. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite ones to do is to um, spirit box songs because oh, people yes. don't usually expect. So like. It, this is my first time listening to Spirit Box, and they just start freaking out. So one of the one of the most reviewed songs on the internet, uh, and one of the most watched uh, uh, video reviews on the internet is Ginger Pisces. Yeah. Because most people freak out when they see that little girl do what she can do. I'm sorry, she's woman. She's a full grown woman. Full grown woman. It, it, my apologies. And she sings. So yeah. Don't get... She sings, but she has the growls of a man, and it's kind of hot. I don't know if that makes me. She doesn't have the growls pretty... of a man live. Oh I've my seen god! It. Shut up. And yes, she does. I've go fucking here. seen it you too. Go yes, here. she does. I've seen it live. Jesse, what do you have to say? They well, compress also... the shit out of her audio, so she sounds way more brutal. The shit out of you. She sounds way more brutal on on audio than when you see her live. I'm saying it and I'm saying it. Okay. Yeah, I, one she's person's impressive. like, yeah, he's right. She's impressive, <laughs> but when you see live video, she does not sound as heavy. That's Bull. all I'm saying. Bull. I've seen it. Uh, I think the best reactions are uh, baby metal. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's such a oh, juxtaposition man. of genres yep. and it works so well. And I love it when people are like metal heads and they're like, I don't understand what's happening. Or the opposite when the people are like K-pop fans and they're like, this is a lot for me. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious to see the reactions, and I think they're really fun to listen to. So do I. I. I actually really enjoy baby metal, and there's a lot of people outside of the metal genre who are like, I like baby metal because it is. It's it's surprising. It yes. catches you off guard. It makes you want to be like, okay, well, what's the next song sound like? Like, mm-hmm. what what else am I gonna listen to? What else am I gonna get out of? Do this? they do more than one song about chocolate? No. Probably. I mean, yeah. I don't, that's the one I know. Is like, give me, give me chocolate. They have lots of good songs. Do they? In yeah. that one song, there's three different genres yeah. that they play. It's uh, it's metal, it's rap, and it's, it's what, babies. techno. Oh, they yeah. rap? Yes. Yeah. In that song. It's bad. Only it's real bad or it's good? Very, it's bad. Only real baby metal fans would know that. Well, <laughs> consider me not one of those. <laughs> and I guess, I, I, to be honest, I don't really think I've ever looked at music reviews. I just go on Spotify. Yeah, I, I go to my. Know that that was a thing. I guess. Yeah, I just go to my what's new this week, and if I like it, I dive into that band, and I. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's pro- there's a, there's a hundred percent opinion podcast on people that do that. Um, Joe Budden has one. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, DJ Academics and Joe Budden and forgive me for whatever her name was that also talked about a lot of opinion based stuff. So um, there I love are Joe Budden. I love him on podcasts. He's an asshole. He is <laughs> just like you. Thank you. And uh, so there's there's opinion pieces, but I, yeah, I think the the art of technically reviewing music has slipped away quite a bit. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, two other things we're very passionate about. Movies and video games. Ugh. People live or die by those reviews. Mm, I hate them. I hate them. Every single one of them. Let's let's talk about Rotten Tomatoes a little bit. Okay. How important 
is that certified fresh? Not, not at all. Not at all. Zero important. There are like there are movies that now people consider great movies that have a thirty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Worse. Um, worse. In movies that maybe seem more artistic now. Um, that's just to like uh, what dreams may come with Robin Williams. Like if you talk to people out today, most people generally consider that a decent movie or you know like a, a good movie and panned, just absolutely panned. Movies that were Predator, you know, Predator, Evil Dead, like stuff uh. that had to get cult followings because at the time it was cool to not like that movie was bad. But it's like those movies are pretty good. Those movies are excellent. Uh, my perfect review system, if you want to call it that, would be a um, see it in theaters, rent it never watch it those three categories would but be i feel like even then though if someone was like never watch it that's gonna make me be like i'm gonna fucking watch this movie and uh, find out if it's true my, what's a never watch it what's a movie that's a never watch it Ooh, Suicide uh, the dragon Trog- ball movie dragon yes. ball evolution dragon ball evolution yeah. uh-huh that would be a bad one terminator genesis <laughs> yes suicide squad? Could save someone oh. from that movie i oh. think no i think suicide squad could be a rented well see and that's that that's the whole point right so that brings me to my uh thought process on that which is i'm right and you're wrong no the review process my own review process i watch the movie if i want to watch it and i'm going to decide for myself i think opinions are fine i think reviews are bullshit well reviews are usually opinions from people Yes, but I I think like Jesse's in like numerical, maybe numerical yeah, percentages. What's a seven point okay. eight versus oh a yeah 6. okay. So How we'll talk about the point one point two. When we get shit. to IGN, yeah, when we get to bitch. IGN, the dirty yeah, bitch. Can't spell God damn it! Yeah, without IGN. IGN, I mean, hey, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't have the cover of uh, what was that wolf game? Okami, Okami. without IGN in it. What <laughs> was that wolf? Game? For example. Uh, Venom, when it first came out, wasn't getting good reviews. But we all were like, we still want to go see that movie. And, and we're all glad we did. That it, movie was fun. It was a, I liked that movie. It was, well, it was a guys, lot of fun. It was good. I was lucky enough to get to see an advanced showing of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, guys, this movie is like... Take how biased you want, I am a Venom. But that, that was, a, you know, at least a fun movie. Right. So. And the, the Sonic movie, for example. Yes, they went back and redid his look. But... Pretty much the entire script was still intact. Right. Jesse was super excited to see that movie, whether or not Sonic looked like a d- disturbed child that had, you know, test done on him or uh, an actual Sonic the Hedgehog. But it would have been, if we wouldn't, if we would have went and saw it and they would have kept the original model, the movie itself would have probably been pretty good and we would have, you know, ate our words. So, I mean, that's, that's all. If thing. our eyes didn't burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting... I haven't seen it yet. Sanic? Yeah. Joe is... Joe, Joe Fist is When did it come out? Last week. Oh, okay. The, it was so ago. quick. It just... The fan ratings, <laughs> which... The fan reviews and the ratings, I tend to pay attention more. Uh, they are pretty good. So, I will listen to my friends' opinions more. Yeah. Than... I, I will give you when I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll look at what, you know, certified fresh, but I'm not going to actually... What are you doing? I was cooling off my bald spot. It's oh. kind of hot. So I put J- my cup on. Dakota put his drink on top of his head, and I thought we were playing some weird bar game. <laughs> like, oh shit, I better do it too. Oh, you're the last one, Jesse. You gotta pour your drink on your head. I you don't got, know. You gotta eat a fuck chicken. Whoa. <laughs> Nothing that. less than a fuck, fuck chicken. Anyway, um, that'll be our first t shirt. <laughs> I hope so. Um, I thought it was going to be that guy's dead now or whatever. Two, he's yeah, dead. Yeah, shit, we are killing dead people, guys. You saw oh, that, right? The by Harry the way, thing? Cornelius Fudge, the actor who played Cornelius Fudge from the last podcast, unfortunately has passed away. And I'm starting to think 
Chris thinks we have a power. I think we're cursed. So um, we'll try not to mention anybody by name uh, here from here on forth. But Hey, know. what about our friend Caleb Harvey? We wanted to mention him in our podcast and give him props. Yes, exactly. Well, thanks, man. Now, sorry, Caleb, man, I'm, I'll, I'll talk, call you. Talk about bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> You're doomed, not cursed. We're going to have a, do- a, a doomed shout-out segment. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to test the Siri out, guys. (laughs) Caleb calls. He's like, what did you do? (laughs) No, he's he's doing great. He's doing awesome. And he helped us out tonight trying to get our microphone set up, which we then didn't have. That's not the same guy. That's a different Caleb. Who's Caleb Harvey? A friend of mine. A friend of, yeah. Caleb Davis was the person that helped us out. Look, man, I'm not good with Let me take the peppermint. There's 15% alcohol. It's fine. I didn't write that. I did. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> continue on with your Rotten Tomato. I love Caleb Harvey and Caleb Davis. Good. They're All both, the Caleb's. They're both great kids. <laughs> my son's name is Caleb. With, with a K. K. Don't take my shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you shut your mouth when I'm talking this about K's, goddammit. You get all the J's, I'm talking about K's. Ooh, okay. Anyway, I prefer to have... Uh, I, I prefer to look at the audience score and see what real people think, not some pompous guy who works for a newspaper who's like, mm, it's bullshit. I, I would much rather see what a large group of people that might be like-minded think. Yeah, like, yep. why would there only be two thumbs up when there's two fucking people giving the review? Right. That's an old-school reference. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. That's my opinion. I want to know what the audience thinks of it, not just people who watch movies for a Well, and I, I, it's kind of weird that the... the What do they call it? Like, the audience score? Or the before when they do the test screenings? That we don't see that as often as we do the Rotten Tomatoes and the... Like you said, the, the, critics, stu- the stuffy the critics, critics reviews. Say, yeah. Because those reviewer scores lead the direction of the movie sometimes. You know, depending on the lower score, then they'll completely alter parts of the movie. I know that. Change the entire name. Yeah, I know that um, uh, with Endgame, they had shot some stuff and then they had put a cut together and showed it to some audiences, and it, the end of the movie wasn't testing very well. So that's why they went back and we got the epic snap. Um, from what Tony said before the snap, like that completely changed that aspect of it. So, wh- why did they take that into account so much? But then, you know, when it comes to us, we don't really get to hear that as often. Mm. Um, but, but yeah. So, movies, I think we rely on each other a lot more than we do the internet. Um, and I think something that we do take into account more than standard review is probably the trailers as well, and kind of get a bearing for that. There's some trailers I've seen where I was like. Oh, that's going to be shit. And then every once in a while, I'm, I'm surprised, but I think that can also be a pretty good pairing because you can kind of see some of the editing or producing that was put into the movie and how they use some of those scenes. And then I think with comedies, I mean, the stereotype thing is say, well, hopefully they didn't put all the funny parts in the trailer. But I mean, it's the same with an action movie. Have you ever been to a movie and you're like, oh shit, all the cool stuff was literally in the trailer. I feel like it's the same. You can get rock. Or when they put a really cool part in the trailer and then it's not actually in the fucking movie. How does that happen? Mm-hmm. They edited it out. That. They yeah. edited yeah. it out. It, it well, I mean, didn't I make the fi- Well, it didn't make the final cut, but lately a lot of movies, like the Marvel movies, actually put that in there as red herrings because they don't want to show you all the cool shit that's happening in the movie. So they make you think, oh, this is what you're going to see. Yeah. But really, that's not what it's... And I actually don't mind that. I think that's kind of cool because you still get hyped and excited and then something else happens and you're like, oh, that was also really cool. Yeah, I think for Infinity War, Hulk was in the trailers. They were running at the end. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. And at that point in the movie, he's not technically hulk right Right. and unfortunately 
Batman vs. Superman, that shit actually happened in the movie that we saw in the trailer. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they fixed... Um, um, yeah, then the three-hour cut that you had to buy the movie name? to see. Zack Snyder. No, but they fixed his face. He looked like a Goomba before they fixed him. Superman? Oh, uh, well, uh... Oh, Ben Affleck. Not, well, <laughs> Doomsday. Uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. <laughs> I, knew he, Wait, I knew who he was talking Doomsday. about the whole time. Doomsday? <laughs> yes, Doomsday. Moodsday. Okay. What Doomsday, Doomsday, the villain at the end of Batman vs. Superman? Yeah. He looked like a Goomba. And then they gave him... He looked him, like a Ninja Turtle. Ooh, he did, yeah. He did kind of look like a Ninja Turtle. They fixed him. That was good. Yeah. They What's cut your off favorite his balls. Ninja Turtle? Obviously, Donatello. You're, I thought you would be Raphael. For I'm sure. Raphael. No. My favorite's Raphael. You're Donatello? Donatello. You're Donatello. Of course. And I'm Leonardo. We don't have a Mikey in the house? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he loves pizza? Yeah. Oh, no. Right, I love pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like calling you Mikey. They all love pizza. They do. Yeah, but he, but he listen, dude. Donatello pizza. does machines. That's creepy. You no, he makes that. machines. That's in the song. He does machines. Leonardo leads, which is normal, and then Donatello's over there doing machines. So, <laughs> video game reviews. Ooh. Let's get into Ugh. that shit. Okay, so I hate five stars down to one star. I really, I really, I really need a more in depth. Oh, you don't like X Play? I don't know. I don't know who does that, but I, I really <laughs> like, like <laughs> some what three X-Play stars. Is? You know what three stars equates to when you go to a scale of 100? a hundred? Almost sixty. An almost good hotel. Sixty percent. That's a D if we're talking about grades. Uh huh. So how like if something's three stars and it's a, <laughs> if something's three stars and it's a video game, that's like an average game. Four stars is good. That's eighty percent. C's average, my man. That's seventy percent. Right. That's what I'm saying. But if you're talking about rating games, three stars, I'm probably gonna be like, oh, it might be okay. But in really, in reality, that's like a sixty percent, which would be a D, which wouldn't be a good game. I, I think like. what would be better for reviewer sites, um, not just have one person play the game. They should have five people play a game because there's always that one reporter that I don't really like shooters but I'm gonna mm-hmm. play this but game. I've been tasked with reviewing this you, game for you some know who fucking did that? reason who did that you remember what magazine did that that's no longer with us I don't well, I suppose, Nintendo Power Nintendo Power used to have three people review a game so you could see you could see the stars that they gave for the game that's, that's yeah that's great yeah that should be that should come back and that's, that's why they died because they had too many people they had, they had to pay a lot of people <laughs> you, review I, game. I, you review a game you review a game something that i would like to see this this, and this might only be me but i would like to see when it comes to video game reviews i think an overall score is fine um for multiple people but i also think they could break it down into you know instead of in their their big blurb that they talk about graphics seven uh story ten uh dialogue or you know whatever voice acting this and i I I, I would i would like to see a little bit more of that i think playstations magazine might do that psm Uh, i would encourage all of you then to check out acg gaming um he does reviews where he breaks it down to sound and audio Mm -hmm. gameplay graphics um he, he might have some other categories but he also his his review scale is um buy um buy rent 
wait for a sale and like wait for a deep deep sale mm -hmm. i think i butchered absolutely but it's it's along that that category i like that so then yeah. and and he um he goes really in depth into voice acting good um environmental audio gameplay and so and it's they're really quirky so i acg gaming check sure. them out so and the reason i like that is because i am not a graphics snob personally i don't have to have the best best graphics in the world to really enjoy a game no nope. and there are i have i remember reading ign reviews where the graphics weren't the greatest so that game score went from an eight to a six or something like that you That's know they're stupid. like well because of this then it goes down and it's like what what i mean honestly i mean there, there's graphic snobs out there i know a few of them but that doesn't make a game for me so knowing a graphic snob well there is <laughs> yeah, knowing right knowing the different levels if they say a story's a 10 and the graphics is a three i'll probably still play that game i think there is a point for laziness though with graphics yeah, like massive oh, sure andromeda, andromeda there was no reason they should have had their character models look like that mm -hmm. or women in the first injustice game Yes, that's rough too. I mean, Mortal Kombat struggled here and there. I was like, I Mortal Kombat Nine, Sonya looked like a dude with like bowls on her. <laughs> <laughs> I like I looked at that character model, like the and motion like, capture and, guy hey, was just. There was nothing wrong with that. <laughs> if you want to put bowls on your chest, man, go for it. No, no, there, there definitely is a difference between laziness. But I'm, you know, if you're talking about, there's some people out there where just get independent studios or you know game studios that don't have all the money in the world they can't make graphics phenomenally well they don't right. have the they don't have the technology they don't have the money to do it and people still give it bad grades because it has bad graphics mm. not everybody but there are people out there who do that and it pisses me off i don't yeah it's i'd rather have a breakdown of the entirety of the game i also don't know the merit and the crunch that there comes with reviewing games because a lot of times they have a, a week, week yeah. to review a game, and that's not always the best environment. I mean, there might be mechanics that you just absolutely fucking hate after a while because you had to do it so many times to get through the review fast enough. And so it just, I mean, there's already an unfair thing happening for games uh, in, in that kind of environment of having to, to do it. And then um, what I've liked more from IGN, not to just completely shit on them, is where they do the review in progress. So they'll say, hey, this is how much we've played of it so far, especially if it's a multiplayer-focused game. So this is our active review score of it, and we'll be keep updating it as time goes mm -hmm. on. But I think what I would love to see more is the, like, uh, year-later review, because a lot of games now, and we've talked about before, get updates and, and fixes. And so, un unfortunately, for a lot of games like Rainbow Siege... That are considered some of the best you know first person experiences right now those early reviews you know there's they're still there that's what people see when they look it up because yeah. we're not going back and editing those mm -hmm. those opinions yeah does anyone have a game that was reviewed poorly that you really really enjoyed prototype 2 <laughs> what would you remember what that was rated I think it got, I think it got like a seven, maybe a six, seven from IGN. I like your. It should have gotten like a thirteen out of ten. <laughs> thirteen. Wow. Thirteen out of ten. Well, that good, huh? Interesting. Yeah, you could do all kinds of cool stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of bad. I mean, no, I, I can't really think of a game that I really enjoyed that got real bad reviews. Like a real did bad? Beatdown get a great review? Beatdown. Or was that what that game was called with the fist on Xbox? Yeah, Beatdown. Namco, Beatdown. Yeah, I don't know if it got bad reviews. Yes, it did. That game got annihilated. Oh, that was so fun to play. I'll, I'll check for you. Was that where you had the floating fists and you beat people up like yeah. in like street fights? And you like drank 
pop to get energy and <laughs> that's a real life thing well yeah that's what i do <laughs> thanks cody for the orange pop by the way yeah shout out to cody we oh, drank a lot I'm of your thinking, orange pop maybe i'm thinking a different game because this is the case for beat down that's not what i'm thinking breakdown breakdown thank you breakdown on the original xbox yeah man that yes game okay i did play that that was one of the first first person shooter games where you could you had to platform like you had to jump from yeah. like place yeah. to place had i remember that kind mm -hmm. of. yep i remember that because i was like oh i'm playing first person i have to fucking jump and try to find out where i'm going but it wasn't like and that's so you're so used to that now right did you but, get a gun in that game yeah you got a shit ton of guns in that game breakdown i thought yeah. it was all about fighting you could fight in that game, but you definitely got guns in that game. Not the worst so far from what I'm seeing. Uh, GameSpot gave it a 7.6. Uh, <laughs> Metacritic had it at 71%. That's not um, terrible. Not not terrible. Um, did PsyOps get really good reviews when it came out? I feel like people liked oh, it. Oh, I, I really liked that fucking game. game. I fucking love that game. Uh, it had uh, Cold do the uh, theme song for it uh, yeah. in my mind. No yeah. wonder you liked yep. it. Yeah, I hey, won't. Man. Fuck you. I like <laughs> a good song. I like, yeah. By a good band. It was. You ever heard of Flaw? <laughs> <laughs> I have heard of Flaw. I like that game. Um, Sab uh, Saboteur wasn't that awful and it got pretty terrible reviews. Oh yeah, PsyOps got good reviews. Yeah. Uh, Saboteur. I thought that game was oh, at least decent but it shut that studio down because nobody bought it. Man, yeah. I'm trying to think of a bad game that I love. I'm actually going through IGN reviews right now to try to find out. Here, wait, I got I got to say this about IGN though. How long ago did they said they were getting rid of the the that like nine like a point month ago? One? It was it was longer than that. I worked at the furniture mall when they first. I know, and I'm not over there anymore. Um, they're still using that system. Kotaku, I think, or Polygon. Mm. One of them said they were going to get rid of it. I know, but IGN I, just did it. I specifically remember IGN talking about it earlier on. Now, I, that that doesn't mean that they were already putting that in place. <laughs> that was nothing? Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain? Oh, okay. Are you recording your own podcast no, over there? <laughs> no, I was trying to look up uh, uh, bad, bad reviews with good games. Uh-huh. And I saw one video, and it turned... I, I saw one... one thing and it turned out to be a video not a uh, article uh, well i i will say uh deadly premonition for me <laughs> i love that game it's really goofy but it is it's got really bad reviews. yeah but that's like a that's like a, a niche 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 game keep saying it Ni niche and, uh, <laughs> how do you say that niche niche niche, niche. oh you're being a little niche. listen here you son of a niche being a little niche Sound like a fuck chicken right now. Oh, God. I knew that. Oh, God. <laughs> Look, that was one of us has a $180 controller, and they can fuck off. All right, guys. Well, this is fun. I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for Don't Jesse. really go. Unless you want to. Wow. Okay. Yeah, if I you want to go. You can. Maybe you should. Yeah, I think it's probably for the best. Well, Jesse, why don't you just wait outside in your own house until we're done? With <laughs> so, yeah. so we're we're talking we're complaining a lot about the review systems. What's what 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 should people have to look forward to when it comes to uh, who's leading them as to what they should put their hard-earned money towards? You should probably just trust your game advisor at GameStop. Probably they'll never mislead you. I never did when I worked there. The sarcasm is heavy. Look, Alien, Alien Colonial Marines was a fantastic game. Oh. I have the collector's edition, and I stand by it. Did you really tell people to buy it? Oh, yeah. 
Even after you played it? No. Okay. <laughs> People came in for weeks like, really, dude? And I was like, I thought it was I'm so sorry. Good. It was from the Borderlands, guys, I thought. Oh, it was. But it, 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 it wasn't, though. It wasn't? Like, they did they did the, some of the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They got their A-team doing some other game. Nick, what would you... What would your preferred system of giving people opinions on whether they should earn their money on be? Uh... Hmm. I would say... Probably the... The buy, rent, or borrow... Borrow? Wait till one of your friends spends yeah, 60 Yeah, bucks. convince one of your buddies to get it, and then you can play. I tried, <laughs> Jesse! I tried doing that once, I think. <laughs> well, I, the-, the only reason I, I say borrow is because I don't want to say never play, because if you're interested, you might like the game, even though everybody else says it's bad. So if you know somebody who has the game, borrow it. I tried to convince a buddy to get that Terminator Salvation tie-in game just so I could play it, because mm. I don't want to spend money on it. Crafty. It was Cody. He didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like those. Um... Because I'm all for having my own opinion about things, making my own opinion. Oh, really? You yeah. of all people. Yeah, me of all people. I think it makes a lot of sense to find a reviewer that you... Resonate ident- with. Yeah, resonate resonate with. That's a great term. I was like, identify, feel like I'm, I'm on that vibe. But yeah, resonate. Because sometimes that, that'll make all the difference. Like, And that's why I like ACG so much is because I found someone that kind of gives it to me the way I want to hear it, you know? And so that way I can kind of tell if I want to play something. Like... I think Nick, me, and Jesse were at least somewhat interested in uh, Kakarot coming out. And then once we started seeing stuff... You sounded like a guy from Philly talking about his penis falling off. (laughs) My my Kakarot. (laughs) We're all interested. That fucking took me a second. We're all interested in the the Kakarot. (laughs) Bro, come over here. We got the Kakarot. (laughs) Anyway, so my God, and so Chris. we waited. That's what I heard in my soul. Some of our friends got it, and the they told rock. us to wait. <laughs> I I played it a little bit. I well, I borrowed it from a buddy, and I played it a little bit, and I was like, mm, not interested. And I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. And that's kind of how I'm feeling about Chris at the moment. Look, all you guys keep talking about this game, and all in my mind is like you guys handing each other like rotten cock. That's all I can picture. It has none. It doesn't. I even took have the enough, schnapps away. It doesn't even have enough alcohol to do anything. That's just my own twisted mind being like Kakrot. Get your khakis. I got the Kakrot. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go to the hospital. You got cop pocket. <laughs> you can pocket. I'm adding a button to that like time machine that takes you places. One of its uh, before Chris started making toothpaste rings. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go to when I was a baby and be like, well, I was gonna do it to Hitler, Hitler too. or Chris. Uh, Chris. Let's get, there's let's less t- chance that this will ruin my life if I get rid of Chris. <laughs> if I had two bullets and you were in a room with Hitler, I'd shoot you twice. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's, that's, that's cold. Shout out to Office, because that's kind of where that came from. Oh, okay. Kind right. of where it came from? Yeah, that's where it came from. Okay. So, so are we going to talk about video game violence? We can. You're yeah. making you me feel it? violent. Yeah, I'm yeah. making you feel violent? Towards it's video probably games. a cack rot. So this is where the shout out comes in. We wanted to do a a segment where uh, we took one of the followers suggestions and Caleb Harvey suggested that we talk about uh, violence in video games and how kind of the, um, you know, media and some political people talk about how it's the cause of violence. Video games are the cause of violence. Um, So uh, appreciate the suggestion. Um, I probably can speak up for everybody in this room to say it's more or less bullshit. 
it doesn't really lead to violence. And that that's my belief, and I think uh, you all agree with me as well. But I don't think it leads to violence. Well, it's it's the new scapegoat because before this, what did they blame? They blamed music, music, and before music, what did they blame? Movies and books and so on and so forth. There's mm-hmm. always been a scapegoat, a, a lead to violence, yep. and, and so to speak. Um, Wait, there were like wars and death before video games? <laughs> Crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. Are you sure? Call yeah, TV. they had to wait for video games until those things happened so they could make games about it. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a mind fuck. You mean... <laughs> Maybe <laughs> someone went back in time after playing video games and was like, guys... We need way more content. Kane, <laughs> Abel, check this shit out. Yep. <laughs> you mean it was more violent before social media, TV, movies, and video games? Do you know that... Are more violent? The interesting thing is every time a Grand Theft Auto game comes out, Violent crime goes down. It's like the purge. Well, that's because soul. everybody's too busy uh, doing violent crime, crime on, video on, on video games, <laughs> killing hookers. I think that the blame that's pointed towards the game itself really—I mean, it starts at home, the environment you're in, and the way you're able to express yourself. And there needs to be smart parenting with the kind of content that your kids are playing, especially at the ages that they're you know these games are being introduced there shouldn't be as wide a disconnect with you know parents and your kids and and to what they're playing and you should be able to gauge when it's appropriate you know maturity level that's what those ratings are there for you know those content ratings Mm -hmm. so i mean yes i think there needs to be more uh, the parents need to pay more attention to that but at the same time when I was young and my mom was like, you can't listen to anything uh, expletive when it comes to CDs. But you know damn well that I had a friend who had that access to that and I did it anyway. So saying that, and I you're agree a with you. Now. Yeah, I'm a psychopath. Hmm. Uh, saying that Psychopaths though, are born, not made. True story. I agree Sociopath. with you. I agree with you in the sense of there needs to be a little bit more focus because they're probably going to get their hands on it anyway. But if you're in an environment where it's, you know, love and understanding and continuous support and uh, not teaching them about like, oh, yeah, just be violent, then I think you're going to, you know, put the right mindset into the younger person. So I have kids. I, uh, I uh, remember fondly letting my uh i don't remember when do you know when borderlands came out what year that was the first thousand... Borderlands. 2009 2008 yeah 2008 2009 yeah probably 09 so my son at the time was seven eight years old and you know dad's we only had one we only had one console one tv to play consoles on yeah. so i'm playing borderlands and you know i noticed that my son is kind of watching and i'm like Ooh, should i and then he, he was super interested in it, and it was a, I felt like it was a chance for us to kind of bond, because you can do two-player co-op in that game, single screen. Yeah, absolutely. So I told him, so let's play Borderlands, okay? And here's the deal. You don't talk about killing people. You don't talk about this. You don't talk about that. Yeah, it's like Fight Club, but for a little kid, I was like, mm-hmm. we don't talk about Borderlands <laughs> outside of this house. <laughs> so then uh, fast forward to a couple weeks later, when I got a call from his school uh, telling us that his uh, grade folder that he got to put his grades in to show us on parent-teacher night um, had a picture of the Borderlands guy blowing his brains out, but it was it was it was the box. Yeah. It was the case. Sure right. was. And my son was like, "Well, I didn't talk about the actual game." And I was like, ah. "Got you there. That that is your son." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Total technicality mm-hmm. got me. Yep. But at the same time. I'm not going to 
I'm not going to... Go ahead. But you didn't get a call saying your son threatened to blow somebody's brains out because no. of the video game. You got a call because he drew a picture of a game that he liked the artwork on. Right. Okay. I mean, we've all probably gotten in trouble as kids for drawing something inappropriate on something. But, yeah. Uh, you know, and I went through a similar situation. Cackrot. Cackrot. Yeah. I, I was in a similar situation <laughs> with my dad where, you know, when I was younger, he had all the Splinter Cell games. And so... You know, I couldn't play them on my own, but when it came time for us to do some chaos theory together, you know, we, oh, we would yeah. play that or some, some, uh, Ghost Recon, uh, uh, uh Ghost Recon, whatever it was. <laughs> Ghost, Recon, Ghost Recon. Back before they had all those long ass titles, you know, we played those together. And then when he was there, I played all my other Kakarot games that were out. So, <laughs> so my, my eight year old daughter watches me play Call of Duty, but it's, it's the online multiplayer. There's no... Limb. Multiplayer doesn't have a yeah. There, I mean, you shoot the guy, they bleed a little bit, they fall down. Yeah, and you're already like, my daughter is straight up like cheerleading. Like she's not like kill those guys, but she's like, oh, like if I'm playing free for all, she knows that if you get to thirty points, you win. And she's like, oh, you got seven. Oh, you got eight. And she's looking at the screen. She's like, oh, Cacrot five thousand has two more <laughs> kills than you. And I'm like, oh, I gotta get that. And she's like, get him, daddy. You know, it's it's cool because it's like it's like watching a sport. But, like, we're participating in it. Well, and I think, you know, Call of Duty being one of the biggest poster shouts for violence, it is so much more an arcade experience in multiplayer. And they say that it desensitizes a lot of children. But the whole aspect of it, I mean, you can make it paintball and it's the same game. Not saying they should. I'm just saying you could. Because they're really, there's no promotion of violence other than, you know, you're pinning someone else and then they, they, you know, disappear. And then you keep going, you're building up to scores and and abilities. And they literally come back to life. They come back to life. They come back you to know, life. And, and, and when with GTA is a little bit harder to defend, obviously, and that's that's an expression of art. And a lot of times, it, it kind of does what South Park does, and it takes what's going on in society and makes you realize how goofy it is. Well, let me say to that, that is a game, and Call of Duty targeted towards an adult an audience. Adult, absolutely, right, yes. Trying to express an adult opinion on society, and that's where we get the No Russians. Uh, mission from yeah. from Modern Warfare 2 Ooh. that wasn't fun but it left an impact on you after you did it and it asked you multiple times if you wanted to play it or not if you wanted to be a part of what they were trying to show what could happen in society with the way that things are well and I think that like I, I personally played that level and I the first time I played it I didn't kill anybody no I, I, I don't know how or why but I was like I can't do this mm-hmm. and then I went back and I was like you know whatever but I think it's super interesting that it was a video game that had an like it made me think like yeah. this is real like mm-hmm. I mean shit like this happens mm-hmm. but it's not a video game that gives somebody that idea or the tool or like the means or the tools you know it doesn't write the book on how to do that to people I don't own a gun I don't fight people in my everyday life I haven't been in a fight since I was a teenager but I play Mortal Kombat 11 I mm-hmm. I play Call of Duty all the time mm-hmm. and I, I, oh, sorry, Jesse, you were, were going to say Oh, something. I was just going to say in a story game where it gives you choices of, you know, the good and evil choice, it, it actually still feels bad to make bad decisions in a video game because um, there's repercussions in a story game for your actions. So, I and, and honestly, I think it can kind of teach people 
this is you could do bad things in a game but this is what's gonna happen mm -hmm. mass effect people are gonna mm -hmm. hate you you're not gonna be the hero fable fable, fable. yeah Dude, <laughs> yeah the first time playing fable i remember bringing that game home being like i am gonna be an evil son of a bitch and at the end of the game my armor was gold I had <laughs> butterflies flying around my head and i was like how the hell did we get here so speaking of that they just did a uh not a poll, but they they basically took the uh, all the information they got from people that played Mass Effect who were connected to online. Over 90% of people who played that game throughout all of the years chose the Paragon path. Mm -hmm. And you, what's that mean? Paragon means the good guy. Path. Oh, okay. Renegade, Ren Ren uh, Renegade is like the you're a dick, you're an asshole, you kill everyone just to get your way. And Paragon is the you're gonna save everyone to save the galaxy. Right. You know, you you take the good guy path. That shows me that on a game with millions of players through this society that we live in, one of the biggest games of all time. One of the biggest games of all time. That the majority of people were like, I want to save people. Mm -hmm. yes. I want to do. I want to yes. go the yep. good route, and I want and and the and the ten percent. I, I almost always choose Paragon, but I played the Renegade mm -hmm. because I just wanted to see what happened. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time it, it really blew my mind that that game affected me so much. I played all three of them all the way through, and I had Liara as Bay because Liara is Bay. And for <laughs> hey. Jesse, it's Tally. Yes. Um, but because he's wrong. Yeah. Sure. Li Liara is Bay. But I was like, you know what, Mass Effect Three. I've never, I've never um, gone with Ashley Williams, and she's looking pretty good in this game compared to the first one. So uh, let's do that. And there's a point where you have to basically break up with the person that you had a relationship. And I remember doing that, and I paused the game and was like, Why do I feel bad about this? It is a fake game that I don't have a real relationship. You, just, you feel it. Yeah. I, mean. I, I was like, I feel shitty for this, and I was like oh, wow, okay, I must not be a son of a bitch that wants to kill people and break people's hearts. That's not so who I am. Gosh, politicians. Infamous, infamous <laughs> uh, too, the, they knew which ending they wanted to base the second one off of because they, you know, they found out which trophy people got first for the first Infamous. So mm -hmm. it's, I think most times if you go to collect that data, you're going to find that the good ending mm -hmm. happened first. So but then there's games like Prototype. Oh, that is true. <laughs> the you're... OG prototype where you're like, damn, I killed 300 people just now? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Yet, there's an achievement for the first prototype. You have to kill, like, less than... You have to kill less than 1,000 people in your whole playthrough. <laughs> Good luck. Impossible. I don't even know. You, like, accidentally step and kill... Yeah, you're like, yeah. yeah. And maybe... Oh, I mean, and that's a good example. I mean, I love that series, but that's a good example of gratuitous violence, probably for no reason. Yeah. You, that's not trying to tell you any kind of adult you, story you got the story through killing people but it wasn't the you, did. Thing. you did there was just weird like bad espionage and you just like mass murdering people and there were no consequences and you became an all-powerful being so Pretty like dope. they're not all you know we can't defend every game out there and and that's a series i love and i can't even defend it but um, it's art the second right yes and it is art and it's an expression of how someone felt and and how people felt in the story they were trying to tell and i think the second one took a lot better stride at trying to give some purpose to it but again it's still just gratuitous violence so we're not always gonna be able to tend what was mad city on oh Wii? yeah manhunt uh or mad yeah manhunt mad world mad sorry world. Yes. black and white was game. it manhunt oh manhunt. man yeah Oof. that ooh, that's and that's, that's a rough to. game to postal play. it is postal. Yeah. postal yeah dude the narrator in manhunt what was that guy's name in the first one yeah that talks to you the whole time yeah. i don't remember cox. his name kevin kevin cox the actor's name yeah 
I love that the narrator in that yeah. game was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, dang it, there was another one I thought of that you guys were when you were saying the the gratuitous violence games. Oh well, don't oh. I? but right, we can't defend necessarily what's in the game, but we can sit there and defend the fact that there's been so many studies that say sure people can get ideas from video games but the the video game didn't make them that way it yeah, didn't and, it didn't cause them to become this crazy person and do these crazy actions and these games were being played way before video games mm-hmm. cops and robbers cowboys and indians yep people killing people right and and you chose a team and you did it that all this is is a different version of that yep. so if if you're blaming it now it's the same people not Dude. to get too political that were playing it before mm-hmm. when i would stop playing video games rarely when i was a kid you know <laughs> i would go outside and i and have the to, sunlight would burn well yeah of course My but eyes. i have to i want to take a second i want to apologize to a kid named chrissy nix uh, I'm sorry, Chrissy Nixon, Sounds if you're like listening. Sounds like a porn name. Well, it, he, his name was Chris, or Christopher, but everybody called him Chrissy for some reason. Okay. But we would play Smear the Queer. And, you know, it's not a politically correct name now, but we were little kids. And we would give him the ball and then tackle him on purpose all the time. And that had nothing to do with video games. We were just innately violent. So I didn't learn Smear the Queer from a video game. I learned it because we were bad kids. Yeah, I mean, I I grew up playing that game too, and it wasn't anyone from the generations before that that told me that that probably wasn't a good thing to call it or play. Right. When I played Red Rover in elementary school, um, I didn't run through their arms. I would run purposely into them to knock them over to get through the line. That's pretty violent, and that was I didn't learn that from video games less of a thing for you I'm pretty sure but I would always try and lift my arm up enough to try and decapitate them and I, I get that, that I wasn't been, tall enough I to know do that. I know I was thinking earlier when you're talking about wrestling how you were wrestling I was like did you hit your head on the top rope and decide that this wasn't for you but I forgot to say it so oh man you're short anyway I had, I had to walk under the bottom rope every there time you go. No, he stopped when someone tried to tombstone him tombs tombstone him and he they dropped to their knees and his head still didn't hit the mat he's like i'm actually i'm actually fine i'm still just here the yeah. mist fucker yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah i just think that people who use video games as a scapegoat to say it it causes violence and that's the problem with the youth today or whatever it might be um have no explanation or don't know how to explain to the mass populace that well maybe you need to just you know pay attention to your kid more or pay attention to yourself more get them help get them help we're not here to solve the world's problems we're not experts in anything other than you know what we like to talk about i'm pretty good at call of duty we play a lot of video games so i feel like we we can talk about that i think that things that could go really far in the conversation of violence is having an open line with your kids um being able to Talk to your parents at any point, no matter how you feel, is very important. Um, you know, having something on your chest that you can't go to a parent or to a guardian or, you know, someone that you trust that's an adult can can really harbor some some negative feelings and some things when you're growing up that you can't express. And, and you know, and also if someone has some kind of inability, being able to help address that and, and get them help and, and just pushing it towards something that's really popular is not going to do anything for you. Agreed. I used to love working at GameStop and denying kids 
M-rated video game. Oh, like, yeah, like, I loved it. Kind of like knowing someone's walking up to a door that's not going to open. Oh, man, it's a glorious oh, feeling. Oh, mm -hmm. all day. Do you remember, were you, were you working the day that that lady was buying Grand Theft Auto V for her grandson? And I was like, you understand that there are strip clubs in these uh. games, and the kids can go into the strip club and see... Actual you know, titties. See, well, you know, yeah. Video game, Vi video game titties. titties. And the kid was like, Grandma, you know I'm not going to go into those strip clubs. And she believed him. What a, what a good. I was like, he's lying. What a player. Like, I, I probably should have lost my job that day because I was like, I don't believe him at all. I think he's going to do that. And he was like, Mama, Grandma, you know I wouldn't do that. I'm not going to do that. And I was like, no, he's going to. And she still bought it for him. I was so mad that day. I was day. there. I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times, like, I would just look at these parents. And, I mean, do what you want. It's your kid. I can't tell you how to parent. I just can't. It's not my It's not my place. But knowing what's in them and being, you know, of sound mind and doing my research, I can sit there and tell you that, yes, this is not going to cause this kid to become a crazy psychopath. But at that age, it's it probably shouldn't be probably shouldn't I mean, be like doing a, that stuff. like i was saying you're playing something and you're not you, your brain's not at a point where it can fully comprehend or express what you're experiencing mm -hmm. so you know those emotions may be misplaced sure well here's the here's the kicker because this all started about video games and violence um i think it's funny that a lot of times at GameStop, uh, you would get parents that you tell them what's on the on the back of the box, M-rated game. You get to the violence, you get to the gore, and as soon as you say that mm. there's nudity oh, or yeah. sexuality, oh no, oh no, I can't get that. So it's funny that that politicians and people in power try to blame video games for violence, but it's usually the other part of it that parents don't like: the sexuality and the nudity. That yeah, that seems to be such an American thing. To, it is. To it's very, yeah. Sexuality and not, um, you know, violence is just, you know, something that you grew up I mean, watching. And Walking Dead now is a family TV show. It's mm -hmm. it's the craziest thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But God forbid Brokeback Mountain came out and people lost their fucking mind. That ain't about cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so God. That's, that's, that's not a saddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So, talking about what we were kind of talking about before the nudity thing, like, <laughs> I, I just had this thought, and I was thinking about it while you're talking about it, and I apologize, unless we want to talk about boobies more, we can. We can do that, we don't have to record that. We can talk about that all day. Okay. But my, okay, so, growing up, my parents let me watch horror movies, they let me play violent video games, they let me listen to whatever music. My parents would not censor me when it came to music. That was a big thing with both of my parents. They were separated. I, I, they were divorced since I was a year old. But neither they, they had an agreement that, you know, if you go to your dad's and you watch horror movies, that's what you do. If you want to watch Jaws, watch Jaws. If you want to play this video game, Mortal Kombat 2, and rip people's heads off all day, okay. So I have a predisposition to like the darker side of things. Was that... Did that did that occur before, or was that because my parents were like, "Do what you fucking want"? I grew up watching Crow and Blade; those were my first superhero. Oh movies. yeah, man! And you know, there's still... no coming back. <laughs> <laughs> the dead state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Skanks, Skanks dead. Yeah. We'll do Skanks our own, dead. We'll do our own Crow podcast. Oh, but, um, <laughs> you know, I grew up watching that and a lot of other things in that style, 
and my dad never liked sports and all kinds of stuff. And I love sports. I love nerdy stuff. And, you know, there's there's a balance there of things that are very unviolent. Sports not being one of them. But, you know, that that you get, I think that you're predestined in order to like certain things sure. no matter where you come from. Well, let me shout out my grandma because <laughs> she would let me watch just about anything but she always asked me like do you understand what you're seeing Mm -hmm. i remember we went to go see uh the punisher movie with thomas jane in it in theaters lots of nudity Mm -hmm. lots of violence and i remember we leave the theater and she goes by the way that that bad man that was uh you know treating those hookers that way don't ever treat a lady like that and i was like you're right, Grandma. I never. Won't, I won't do that. <laughs> you never treat a hooker like that. <laughs> you, you got it, Grandma. If you ever get a hooker, just don't treat her. But she would ask okay? me about the games too. Like I'd say, I really want this game. She'd Your grandma's like, amazing. She, yeah. she is. Yeah. She would be like, Well, what's it about? I'd say, Oh, you know, you're uh, nothing special about this one. It's just a war game. She's like, Okay, you understand? It's a game. Absolutely. So I think those open conversations and the ability to understand if your kid understands uh, goes a long way. Well, and so back to the whole like nudity thing right there's studies that show that if you don't teach your kid about it or you don't they're not taught well or they don't understand what's going on they're uneducated about it then they don't know how to protect themselves from it at the same time because they're so like removed from the information that's out there about whatever it might be safe sex or anything like that and so when it you're you're doing more harm than good in my opinion i'm i'm not i'm not saying that as a fact i that's my belief that you are doing more harm than good and i was you know i my mom is amazing i love her to death everything about her i she is a very very kind and wonderful woman however she was very much she is very much do not talk about sex don't blah 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 all that kind of stuff she's gotten better throughout the years but i was very removed from that stuff yeah she still thinks he's a virgin but i mean oh definitely not uh but uh no she 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 (laughs) even was like no don't take sex ed classes oh weird yeah like oh weird don't yeah exactly and it, it was one of those things where i'm really glad that i ended up having the friends that i did because i learned about a lot of that stuff from them Mm -hmm. and even though that might not be the best source uh material i guess you could say for (laughs) that i learned a lot about it so i could remain safe and i could you know stay away from bad situations that i might you know get something that i can't get rid of or you know might uh, had a kid when i was in high school or something like that which if you did you know i'm not judging you or anything but it kept me safe when i found out about that type of stuff don't don't remove your your kid or your loved ones from that just because you don't know how to explain it or makes you uncomfortable sure and i think that's kind of tying it back into video games is is important when those things do come up that you are able to talk to your kids mm-hmm. about that you know jesse your grandma took a really good approach to that and and being there um if you are going to allow them to play those more mature rated games my parents just stuck to the rating you know I wasn't 17, so like I said, unless for except for a couple games, you know, my dad had played through, he let me play those. I'd wait till I was 17 to play a lot of M-rated games. Wow. So I know, I know. So the ones I did get to get away with, like Mercenaries, or one of the I think the closest ones was Destroy All Humans because that one still had a lot of blood and stuff in it. My dad was like, "What are you playing? Like, how can you?" I'm like, "Teen." Gotcha. Right on the box, Dad. Got him. Okay. And then I think Bully was another one. Because yeah. every every parent thought that the game Bully was about you being a bully. 
and no one understood because I didn't want to take that the time you were to fighting look into against it, bullies. That you were whooping the bully's ass. So yeah, so yeah. I played. I remember borrowing bully from uh, Cody, and my dad was like. What are you doing playing that game? I'm like, teen, Dad. I'm sorry. It's, it's teen. You're going to have to... I'm just going to go by the yeah, rules that you set forth, Pop. Gonna, yeah, sorry. I'm, I am in your box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your world. I'm just playing in it. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I stuck to that structure, and I've killed very few people in my life, so... Oh. Very few? Yeah, like zero. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> zero to one, or just zero? Or like down. zero from Borderlands 2? Like, you killed a lot? Okay, anyway. <laughs> wow. That was a nerdy reference. Yeah. Guys, uh, you got it. I got it. Did yeah. you get it? What what closing comments do you guys have when it comes to video games and violence? Right? And we've kind of opened it up to more just adult content in video games. I, I think we've kind of said it, but um, just be open. And uh, if, you, if you are worried about your kids playing video games, talk to them about it. Because chances are they're friend or schoolmate is probably or he played Call of Duty or anything like that. So educate them because they're going to find a way to play it. Jesse kind of stole my thunder. That's uh, exactly what I was going to say. Have an open line of communication with your kid just to teach them about the, um, you know, the good and the bad things when it comes to video games and how, you know, yes, this is a video game. It's a form of art. Shouldn't be done in real life. You know, it's just, it's a fun thing to imagine uh, in an imagine, imaginative world and leave it at that. Um, I think it's important to remind children if they're playing a game like that, that it's not real, that it is, mm -hmm. you know, like when, when my children play Minecraft, they, my one daughter will go around and she'll, I only have one daughter, but my, my older <laughs> my older child will go around and build and do this and do that. And they have a 20 minute timer and then they switch, but they stay in the same world. So then my four year old's like, I'm going to kill all the villagers. And I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? Because then you can't. You know, blah, 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 you can't do this, you can't do that. And he's four, so he doesn't care. But <laughs> I'm opening that dialogue with him now because I want to be able to say, look, this is what you're supposed to be doing in this game. You could do whatever you want, but I want you to know that this is kind of what you're supposed to be doing. So I uh, really talk with your kids while they're playing, after they're playing, before they play, let them know what's going on. Play it with them. Play it with them. Play with them. We walk play them Minecraft the... a lot. Yeah, walk them through the game and... and... Be there to to share that experience with them, and as they get older, and you know, you think they're ready to, to take that leap their own. So, um, it's your boys, the Digital Bath Podcast. We appreciate you taking some time out of your day and getting in the bath. So, this is the boys signing off. We'll see you again next week. <laughs>